Welcome to Body Sculpt of New York Six Weeks to Fitness Podcast, where we hope to inform, motivate, encourage, and inspire you towards living a healthier lifestyle. And now, here's your host, the president of Body Sculpt of New York, Vince Ferguson. Hi, I'm Vince Ferguson. Welcome to Six Weeks to Fitness, episode 133. Thank you so much for tuning in. Excellence is at the heart of the Excellent Breakfast Company, a company founded by mompreneur Loena B. Rogers, who has combined her culinary and marketing expertise with a deep commitment to making meals more meaningful for children everywhere. No stranger to the kitchen, Loena learned cooking at an early age from her great aunt and grew her passion from preparing quality and nutritious foods through hands-on professional kitchen experiences with Tender Greens, Chipotle, and the Marriott Burbank Airport Hotel. Today, she balances business duties with her responsibilities as a mom to two boys who both attend private schools. Loena knows all too well the great difficulty parents face and getting delicious and healthy breakfast meals to their kids. She has a heart for helping people learn about food and be mindful about what we put in our bodies and our children's bodies. This dedication led her to help moms create breakfast meals that keep their kids focused and energized at school. I am very pleased to have Loena Rogers on my Six Weeks to Fitness podcast. Loena, how are you? Thank you, Vincent. I am doing great. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How's the weather out there in California? Oh, it was cool this morning, thankfully, but it's supposed to be in the 80s. Uh, we have been having about 90 degree, 95 plus weather, um, but today right now it's, it's a little cooler, which is great, uh, but it's supposed to warm up to about 82 today. Nice. Now, what part of California are you in? I'm in Southern California, actually in Burbank. California. Nice. Burbank, California. So, Lorena, before we talk about the excellent breakfast company, let's talk about the woman behind the company. Okay? Sure. Where did you grow up and what was your childhood like? <laughs> okay, so I am a native born and raised in East St. Louis, Illinois. Um, I was raised by my great aunt, my grandfather's sister, had a very strict upbringing, um, you know, basically. In our household, cooking, eating, going to school and church was basically our religion. That's just what we did. <laughs> um, as a kid, I was into to music and uh, mostly sports activities, uh, running track and field, cross country, uh, music probably because we stayed in church so much. So that just was just natural for, you know, <laughs> just to love music. Yes. So uh, that was pretty much what. I did as a kid. <laughs> Where did your interest in healthy eating come from? So um, I would say after I left East St. Louis, Illinois, I went to school at University of Illinois in Chicago, at Chicago. And, um, you know, college life, pretty much like everyone else, you're just eating whatever. Um, it was just an exciting time to be in school and, um, you know, eat whatever you wanted. Um, but after I graduated from college and I was out on my own, and I noticed after I turned 30 years old, I noticed that I was still breaking out with the acne. And that 
you know, that was just like weird to me because I was like, okay, they said when you get older, you know, you're not supposed to have acne anymore. And, you know, your skin is supposed to be nice and clear. You're supposed to come into your womanhood. And I still felt like a teenager. (laughs) Wow. So I was, I was thinking like, what the heck is going on? Why am I still breaking out with these bits? And so someone suggested to me to like, they, they said, well, you have to take a look at what you're putting in your body. Um, and for women specifically, you, you probably want to start with dairy. If you take out dairy and you notice a difference, mm-hmm. um, they said that that may be the culprit. Um, then you want to start with acidic foods. Take that out. And, and I'm like, okay, like what, for example, I'm like, because I love hot sauce. I love tomatoes. <laughs> and there are just certain things, you know, I can, there are certain things I just cannot take out of my diet. <clears throat> and so, um, and so, you know, they, uh, they, they say, yeah, well, actually, those are the things you might want to start with. And, and I'm like, I love vinegar. I was raised on eating vinegar. Uh-huh. I love everything, you know, acidic pickles. Are you kidding me? So, um, so, you know, just as someone, you know, threw it out there and it was very casual. So I tried it, you know, and it was funny because I heard, uh, I think it was Michael Basin um, on the radio one morning, and he was talking about he tried almond milk. And he was like, you know, I had it with zero. He was like, and I think that's the closest thing to, like, you know, the texture of, you know, regular cow's milk that, you know, it wouldn't, you know, trip me out mentally to actually eat with cereal. Yes. And so I was like, hmm. Okay, so, you know, uh, I said, okay, I'll, I'll give it a try. So I then um, bought some almond milk. I tried it. That was, it was, you know, it was different. It wasn't cow's milk. It didn't taste the same, but it, it wasn't like, you know, water. So I was like, okay, this is not bad. You know, if it can help improve, you know, this acne on my face, then I'm all for it. And um, the other thing was um, when I moved to California in 2006, I had, I had already began to like limit my intake of eating pork. Uh-huh. And so um, growing up, we were raised on from the ruta to the tuta. I mean, we ate everything. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, so I knew that, you know, I was like, okay, you know, I don't have to eat all of these parts of the pig. So let me just, you know, so I think that's the last thing I stopped eating was pork chops and bacon. So those were like my last, to things and so um I I I said okay what I'm going to do is I'm going to limit how much pork I eat you know no more neck bones no more uh you know uh, no more pork steaks and not you know so uh definitely no pig's feet and definitely we were not eating pig's ears yeah. <laughs> I left my aunt out <laughs> so that was out <laughs> so I didn't have I knew I was not going to put that no pig's tail none of that mm. so um so I was like, okay. Um, so one of my favorite, favorite things is like breakfast chops. I loved bre- pork breakfast chops, thinly cut. And um, I stopped eating. I limited my intake of pork. And at that point, I was really like just eating bacon, pork bacon. And then I, you know, took out the dairy, uh, you know, drinking cow's milk for breakfast, with breakfast rather, or in my cereal. And then... um I knew I wasn't going to cut out the pickles, and I knew I wasn't going to cut out the hot sauce. So um, <laughs> I knew I wasn't going to cut out eating tomatoes. So um, just from removing the dairy alone, you know, and limiting my intake of pork, I began to notice my skin was like 
clear. You know, I didn't break out as much. And so I was like, that's interesting, you know? Yes. And, and so, um, so little by little, you know, um, you know, I just began to try different things. And even when I, after I moved out, uh, even when I was in Chicago, I would begin to incorporate instead of, you know, cook, when we cook grains, we always put the, uh, the pork meat in the grains. Instead of that, I was using the, the ground, the turkey, just using turkey more, less of the pork. Um, and so that kind of carried over when I moved out to California. But life totally, totally changed for me um, when I had my son in 2011. Huh. Um, in my family, food allergies does not run in my family. Um, on his father's side, you know, he didn't, you know, he didn't have food allergies. Um, so it was like a an eye-opening experience, um, an opportunity for me to really um, know a whole nother world of understanding of how food can work with the body and not against the body. Yeah. And based on what you put in it is what's going to come out of it. And so because my oldest son, Wesley, who is eight years old now, um, at the age of, he was six months, no, five months. He was five months old. No, he was six. I'm sorry. He was six months because at six months is when, you know, if a mom is nursing, they say at that, at the six months, uh, mark, you can actually start trying to introduce table food. Yeah. If it's, you know, if it's okay. Um, if the child is, you know, um, uh, open to it, there are no, you know, outbreaks or whatever. So we were at the park and this was 2011 and, um, we were at the park and I was going to, you know, mom's play date and, um, I didn't want to nurse him like, you know, out there. So I was like, okay, I'll just take a six ounce bottle, um, of, of formula. It's a meal, you know, yeah. and uh, I, you know, I shook it up and I fed it to him quickly because I was like, okay, we're about to leave. He just needs a little something to hold him until we get home. And oh my goodness, I gave him, maybe he probably may have drank three ounces of it. Huh. And oh my goodness, on the way home, he threw up all over the back seat. Wow. <laughs> he threw up all over himself. And, um, you know, it's just, you know, when, when babies, you know, when they throw up, it's just gushes out, right? Yes. It's like, it's like projectiles. Yes. It just goes and you can't stop it. You can't catch it. Exactly. So I'm driving and it just frightened me so because I'm like, what the heck? All I did was give him infamil, you know, three ounces. He didn't even drink the whole bottle and it just scared me so bad. And I, and so I was closer to my, uh, his pediatrician's office. So I immediately called him and I'm like, you know, we just came from the park. I'm like, uh, you know, I gave him like three ounces of infamil and they're like, um, did you nurse him? And I said, no, you know, we were at the park. So I just gave him three ounces until we got home or whatever. And they're like, oh, it's probably the milk. And I'm like, what do you mean? Why would it be the milk? They said, well, usually when that happens, if you were exclusively nursing and then you introduce something new, it was probably a, a dairy allergy. He probably, he's probably allergic to dairy to dairy and I was like really and um but he and I didn't even know I didn't even know that you know babies I mean it's 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 even bigger than that it's bigger than that right <laughs> but um and this these are the things that they don't tell you when you have a baby via uh uh via cesarean section I mean it's it's deeper than that but um anyway so once you know um he they said you know he may be allergic to the dairy. Then he said, okay, so don't give him any more. Um, just watch him 
And if he's hungry, you need to nurse him. Yes. So I was like, okay. And so every little, like, even when I nursed him or whatever I would give him after that, he just would immediately throw it back up. Wow. And it was like all evening. He couldn't keep anything on his stomach. And they were saying, you know, mom, I know you're freaking out because your child is throwing up. But he's just having an allergic reaction. You just want to give him, like, you know, maybe, uh, you know, an ounce of Pedialyte, you know, to try and calm him down, um, to make sure, you know, he doesn't, um, you know, become dehydrated. And I'm like, okay, but if he won't hold anything down, what am I to do? And they're like, well, you just have to wait it out. And I'm like, what do you mean? Wait, this does not make sense. Okay, so I'm first-time mom. Uh, my child is, like, throwing up. I'm sitting up all night trying to figure out what to do. Um, watch him so he doesn't throw right. up. All, you know, I'm like, okay, I want to keep this. I want to keep the vomit contained, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I'm a germaphobe, right? <laughs> so I'm like, oh Lord, I don't want this stuff all over the house. So, um, the apartment at that time we were living in an apartment. So, um, so anyway, uh, we got. Needless to say, we got through the night, and uh, basically, at at six months old, they could not give him a food allergy test. So they basically just go based on what happens with the baby when you give them certain foods. So they kind of do an assessment from that point. Um, the doctor told me, we can't do an allergy test on him because at this age, they're so young, they're pretty much going to be positive, positively allergic to everything. Okay. So, so their system is still developing. So um, we don't do test until they are at least one year one year old at least one year old so um i was like okay so when he turned 13 months old we were still having this going on and so at that point i was like okay they said the best we could do is a blood test if we do a scratch test it's going you know he it, it may just be it may irritate him too long so i'm like okay so at 13 months i was like you know what i can't take it anymore i am going to do let's do the blood test right so we did the blood test and um it came back that he was allergic to every single thing like i mean like rice okay like what baby do you know is allergic to rice so most of the things that i was feeding him he was on the um so they gave me when you when you get a blood panel it's low medium and high spectrum so they told me um, at 13 months, we can do a, you know, a blood test. So at that point, I was like, okay, you know, let's do the blood test because at this point, um, I had just started a new job and well, at seven months, when he was seven months, I started a new job and I was on a like six months probation and I had to like, you know, make sure that I didn't miss a day and I had to figure out, you know, what I could feed him. And so I put him in a home daycare and I was like, okay. Let's do this blood test and figure out what the heck can I feed him. Um, and so they said, um, you, well, when the results came back, it was like he was allergic to so much stuff that I was feeding him. I was like, okay, so what do I feed this kid? Yes. I mean, seriously, this is just craziness. And so it, was, it wasn't like he was allergic to, like, the, like berries. No, he was, it was like he was allergic to rice. He was allergic to soybeans. He was allergic to... Uh, white beans. He was allergic to, um, I mean, like things that I would consider, you know, quote unquote, healthy, right? right? Things that I would consider, um, you know, things that are going to keep him cool, right? 
things that are going to, um, you know, help him feel better, you know, fiber, you know. So um, certain, uh, he, he was also allergic to uh, peanuts, right? And so, you know, the way I was raised, the way I was raised, you know, peanut butter and jelly, right? That's the substitute for protein. You know, I mean, my sister, she used to let her, her son just sit there with a whole jar of peanut Whoa. butter and just eat out the jar. He wouldn't eat meat, but he would eat peanut butter, okay? So I'm like, oh, of course, of course this is healthy. You know what I'm saying? Peanut butter is good for yes. you. <laughs> I was raised on peanut butter. So I'm like, what the heck? Can I feed this kid if I can't feed him peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? So, um, so, so I found out he was allergic to peanuts, soybeans, hazelnuts. Um, and hazelnuts is not even something I buy. So all of this was news to me, okay? Um, no one in my family has ever had allergies, so I didn't even know how to deal with, you know, cooking outside of, you know, the soul food cuisine. I, I, I know how to, but, but when there are certain things you have to take out of what you're used to, out of your repertoire, then I'm like, wait a minute. Um, okay, now you're forcing me to, like, really, really understand this thing. And so um, basically in 2012, I was introduced to a homeopathic doctor in Chicago, and she explained to me, um, you know, there's a reason why your son responds to food in a specific way. You know, there are certain foods that heal the body, and there are certain foods that um, will harm the body. Foods are supposed to work with you and not against you. So these foods that you are introducing and giving to him, um, his body doesn't like it. His body is not ready for it. It's not healing. Um, it's not helping his organs be at their optimal state of health. So that's why he's breaking out. That's why he is, um, you know, his stomach is upset. That's why he's experiencing the constipation. That's why he has the runny nose all the time. So with that, um, this particular um, doctor, she did a what's called a nutritional muscle testing. And she showed me how when you put certain foods in the energy field of your body, she can tell whether or not you are deficient, whether your body needs some of it, how much of it your body actually needs, and, um, you know, if it's harming or hurting your body. And so uh, with that, you know, she, she assessed Wesley and she, you know, it was crazy because I actually had a container of almond milk right there with me that I had stopped at the grocery store and got. And so she took that container of almond milk. She put it in his energy field up against his body. And she was like, no, this is not the right brand for him. He can't have this. And so, you know, she was able to tell me. And I went out to the store. You know, and when you leave the doctor's office, you, you, you know, you can't go right back yeah. yet. So she came out, you know, I went to the grocery store. I bought a brand of almond milk and you know i bought like two different two or three different brands and she was like okay this one works this one works this one doesn't work this and she told you know told me why and then she taught me you know um how you know certain foods how the body basically about nutritional deficiencies and how the body responds when it's asking you for something right right? So anytime there is a nutritional deficiency, the body is speaking a specific language that a lot of moms don't speak. And so when you don't speak the language, you miss the message. And so that's what I do is I teach parents how to speak the, speak the language of a nutritional deficiency, 
recognize the sign and fill in that nutritional gap so that the child can actually thrive. And what I believe is, um, and I've seen for myself and for my son, is that, you know, when you give the body what it needs and what it asks for, it can heal itself. Yes, so true. So you had a life-altering experience with your child. Yes. And I see that you made your primary focus on children's nutrition. Uh, any particular reason? Yes, because um, um, I believe, like I said, because eating healthy is a learned behavior, if we plant the seed in the right direction early when they're growing up, then that helps us to impact the generations to come. Um, I think if, you know, if you can instill it early um, when they're young and they get, you know, that introduction to it, then they can think about, they will understand, um, okay, is this healthy for me? Is this not, you know, is this good for me? Because what happens is even like with my, my oldest son, Wesley, he's, you know, even if I give him something, he'll ask me, mom, is this healthy for me? Wow. Is this good for me? You know, he, 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 um, yeah. I mean, and then like my, my four-year-old, he will say, mom, I need my magnesium. I need what? some magnesium, what? you know? So, and I, and every time, <laughs> yes, yes. So, so they know, right? Because when I, when I feed them, you know, I tell them what it's for. And I'll say, if you don't eat that, okay, so this is what's going to happen. And if you are looking to feel better, then this, these are the foods, like, for example, because my oldest son has food allergies and the asthma, um, you know, I, I go down the list with him and I say, okay, these are the foods that you need to incorporate. Now, whether you like them or not, um, that's going to be different. But here's a way you can learn to like them because your body needs them. And if, you're, if you want to feel better, you actually have to eat food that's going to help you feel that way. But if you don't, if you don't care about how you feel, <laughs> if you don't care about how you feel, then, you know, eat junk and you'll definitely feel <laughs> horrible. <laughs> and so it was funny because one day I said to him, he, he asked me if he could have something that was sweet. And I said, Wesley, you've already had, you know, um, something, something sweet that day. I said, you've already had that. You, you've already had something sweet today. I said, and eating too much sugar. I explained to him what it does to the body. I was like, now, here's the thing. I said, do you plan on having children when you get older? And he was saying, he said, uh, I said, do you plan on getting married and having kids? He was like, yeah. <laughs> I said, okay, now, just think about whatever you eat. I said, you are actually eating for your kids. So your genes are going to pass that along to your kids. I said, so you know how uncomfortable you feel? I said, do you want your kids to feel that way? Or do you want to try to turn that off? turn that gene off so that you're not passing that on to your kids because you actually have the power to do that. He said, really? I said, yes. Wow. Wow. I said, so if you want to, you know, I, I mean, because like I never understood that like my grandmother was eating for me. I didn't get that. I didn't understand right. that. But I'm like, you know, you know, I, you know, I, I, I said, do you plan on having a family when you get older? I said, because just like, you know, me and your dad, we passed some genes on to you. There are some genes that you're going to pass on as well. I was like, so you want to give your child the best, most healthy genes you can. I was like, can you do that by what you put in your body right now? That's amazing. So, so that kind of, you know, he, so he's always like, mom, is this healthy for me? Is, is, this, is this okay? <laughs> you know? So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> 
So it makes a difference. Now, do you think the lack of proper nutrition is one of the causes of childhood obesity? I, I, I think it's one of many um, because the lack of, the lack of proper nutrition um, comes from, I believe, basically strategic marketing. Yes. <laughs> because um, all the time, moms, we are, you know, targeted, children are targeted with their favorite cartoon characters, with their favorite, you know, um, you know, color, with colors, you know, um, things that look appetizing, lights, camera, action, right? So it's always something that's enticing, right? That will lure them in. And so we have proper nutrition. We have proper nutrition. However, the things that may be proper and may feel the body and heal the body may not be, may not look as decorative and as beautiful as something that's in a box. Yes. So when you, you, you know, when, 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 when you, when you, you know, encourage mom to think outside the box, you know what I'm saying? Um, then it has to carry over and to the child whereby they recognize, okay, um, yeah, you know, this is something I want to try. This is something, you know, okay, yeah, I, I, I think I would like to try this, but they don't know because they haven't been introduced to it. So lack of proper nutrition, I, I, I think that's um, putting it in, that, that's too narrow. Okay. <laughs> I, I think we have proper nutrition. I just think we need to, you know, um, serve what is correct. And a lot of that comes to, comes down to not knowing not knowing, not knowing how to read a nutrition label, not knowing um, what food actually heals the body, um, not knowing, you know, like, for example, we have a lot of uh, beans that are out on the market, right? We have legumes, we have pulses. However, um, when you cook a bean, depending on how you cook it, it can give you upset stomach. So there is a way that you introduce that nutrition to the, uh, to the body. Otherwise, Every time a person eats beans, they will think that, oh, I can't eat beans because they yes, make me gas. exactly. Most people say that. But it's, it's how you prepare it. It's for how, Right, but it's how you prepare it. And then not only that, it also goes back to what else did you eat that is upsetting your digestive system? Yes, wow. So it's, it's, a, it's a bigger picture than the lack of nutrition. Um, I just believe um, if we have a more broader understanding of how to use food as medicine, um, we would be better off. And we can eliminate childhood obesity. We could eliminate obesity, uh, a lot of the chronic illnesses that we have going on, uh, you know, that, you know, kids are having at such an early age. Um, when you, you know, when you don't know and you think that what is labeled as healthy is actually healthy and you don't read nutrition labels, then you can run the risk of, thinking that, oh, I, I, I eat healthy all the time, but, you, you know, you're still gaining weight. I believe that if you give the body foods that will heal the body, the weight, anything that's not supposed to be there, any illness, any um, excess fat that doesn't need to be, it will naturally leave the body because if you don't feed an illness, it will leave. You have to feed it in order for it to stay. Oh, true. I say that all the time. And there was the um, the medical the, the physician from over two thousand years ago, Hippocrates. What did he say? Let thy food be thy medicine. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
So we're on the same page here. You are amazing. You are phenomenal in what you're doing. And uh, I really believe in you. And I am so happy that you are taking the time to talk to my listeners today about your company and your philosophy, which is something that most people need to adhere to. So with that being said, let's talk about the excellent breakfast company, which is a very catchy name, by the way. How long have you been in existence, and what is the mission of the Excellent Breakfast Company? So um, the the name came about because um, I want you to. I am a very big proponent of children excelling in the classroom, and so I wanted to you know come up with a a name that you know spoke with um, excellence. How can we get academic more ac- children to be more academic academically? successful in the classroom. And I believe that starts with by feeding them, right? So we can do a little bit more than just, um, you know, helping our children with their homework. We can, uh, you know, do more than just, you know, driving them to school. I believe we can make the teacher's job a bit easier by what we feed them, by we can actually support their academic growth, their classroom experience, by what we put in their stomachs in the morning, uh, Monday through Friday. And so that's where the excellent breakfast company came from, because I wanted to speak to, uh, you know, breakfast. And I love the incredible edible egg. And I just think the egg is like, um, you know, it has so many nutrients in it. Um, I mean, you, you just get something for every part of the body there. And so I just thought it was, you know, clever. And actually, you know, look, let's just be honest. I went to sleep one night and I actually got that name. In a dream. So really? there you go. Whoa. <laughs> and I thought it was perfect. Exactly. Oh, it's, it's, you, and you won't forget it either, you know? Excellent. Then <laughs> that's E E G G yes. hyphen excellent. Excellent. Wow. Yes. You're called the breakfast mom. Is there any particular reason why you focus on breakfast and not lunch or dinner for the kids? Yes, because I believe because breakfast is the first meal of the day after the child has done a deliberate fast. Um, I believe that at the start of the day, we can set the tone for healthy eating for the rest of the day. Of the day. And so if, you know, a good start usually gives the child a chance to, you know, direct and redirect the course of healthy eating throughout the day. So, um, you know, because breakfast actually, you know, tells the sales, it tells the body exactly what's going to happen. Um, it, you know, it tells somebody, okay, we have food. Okay. We can calm down. We can relax, right. you know, uh, the different harm, you know, the stress hormone doesn't have to go off, you know, because uh, we don't know when our next meal is coming. Right. So there are certain things, certain, uh, signals that go off in the brain that happens when you feed the child the first meal of the day. It's nutritious. It actually is healing the body. It's giving the body what it needs. And I also focus on, um, the brain health the digestive health, and the immune health. So there's a lot of other areas, of course, of the body that need um, help, but those are the three areas that I choose to focus on uh, because I believe that we can handle yeah. those three. Um, the other ones will definitely fall into play. And I love, for example, when you take care of the brain, you're also taking care of the eyes, you know? So I love how they're intermingled. And then also, like, even with our digestive system, if you can heal the gut, that is called the second brain. And so if you heal the second brain, you can take care of the first brain because anything that goes on in the digestive system, any illnesses, 
it starts in the, you know, it starts in our second brain. It starts in the digest, illness starts in the digestive system. So if we can heal that, we can heal the mood of the child. We can um, heal, you know, depression. We can heal, you know, obesity. We can heal, you know, um, um, you know, runny noses. We can heal, you know, a lot of, lot of problems. Um, at the, if you, if you heal the gut, you can, you know, you can heal the body, you can heal the starting point. It will not, it will not live and manifest in the body at all. So true. So true. Wow. I, un I understand that 70 to 80% of all diseases begins in the gut. Yep. That's right. Mm -hmm. You know, I try to get parents to understand how but earlier when I was talking about speaking the language. That goes back to, you know, when the child has an upset stomach, if, you know, the child has a pain or anything, you have to think about, okay, let's check the nutrition. What did they eat? You know, what was in the food that they ate? So if you can heal it in the gut, you will see it will start manifesting and, you know, the healing will come all throughout the body. But if you can't heal that digestive system, if you can't start there, and we can start that at the first meal of the day, there are foods that you can feel feed your child that will actually help your child thrive. And all of these areas are what they need to like be successful in the classroom, participate, thrive, engage, focus, concentrate, and memorize. So all of these areas feed into that classroom learning. They can sit still, they can focus when it's time to focus. You know, they know when to, okay, let's set it, you know, it's not playtime now. It, it all speaks to what's going on on the inside. Oh, most definitely, definitely. Now, but tell my listeners, I know you have a Facebook Live events. What's that about? So I do um, Facebook, what I call them really like kind of mini webinars. And so the purpose of those are to empower moms with knowledge and to challenge them to think outside of literally, think outside of the box by giving them options. Uh, making them think twice about uh, what they're feeding their child, why their child has a nutritional deficiency. Um, I encourage them with food knowledge to make a different choice. Um, you know, I, I, you know, motivate and inspire them or, you know, sometimes joggle, joggle your remembrance that, you know, there is something else missing. There is something else you can do. Um, if you're not satisfied with the way your child is behaving, um, maybe you should look a little bit further into what you're feeding them. If your child is a picky eater, you know, a lot of, a lot of moms, we do think that, you know, picky eating is, is common. It may be common, but it's not normal. Mm. It's not normal at all. Um, as humans, our natural instinct is to eat. And if you don't have an appetite to eat, then there is something wrong. That's a nutritional deficiency. So um, I also challenge them to read nutrition labels and be aware um, of what may be disguised as healthy to them, but it's really not healthy. And then, you know, I explain why. Um, and I, you know, challenge them to do a little bit more research uh, and not always take what's on the front of a package as what it truly is, to flip that package over and really take a look at what's on the inside uh -huh. of that, uh, of, the, of the food. Yeah. Okay. So you explained about the Facebook Live events. How often do they occur? Um, actually, they are they are not as uh, as uh, <laughs> planned. Ah. <laughs> um, but I would say I would say um, they are used because that's why I said they're they're really 
you know, as I, as I get information that I want to share, um, depending on what's going on, for example, um, usually my events or my courses, my e-courses usually come when, like, for example, I just had, last week I just had my breakfast, breakfast expo, and that was my back to school breakfast expo for mine, nice. and it was virtual. And so that was, you know, the purpose of giving moms breakfast um, hacks, giving them recipes, um, helping them understand a nutritional deficiency, um, learning how they can, you know, stop the runny noses, how you can actually, you know, you know, curb that picky eating syndrome. Um, how do you, you know, get your child to try something new, you know, introducing new tools and resources to them that they previously probably didn't know was uh, were available or out on the market. Um, and then I had other moms come in with products that they have and nutritional supplements and, um, you know, letting them know that there are ways to supplement um, the nutritional gaps, to fill in those nutritional gaps yes. so that you can see a difference in your child's behavior, um, you know, how they're responding to you, their mood, um, how they respond in the classroom. Nice. And then, and then in October, October, I will be promoting my sugar detox, right? So it's perfect time for Halloween, right? right. So after we load up on all the sugar <laughs> from Halloween season, then I will have my five-week sugar detox course to teach moms how to get their kids off of sugar. Um, you know, the recommended amount of sugar is about 12 grams added sugar, 12 grams of added sugar per day. Um, however, even at breakfast, it seems like we exceed that quota. You know, eat, eating, you know, sweetened yogurt is like, you know, 20-something grams of sugar. So it's like parents really, really have to be careful. And so if you're not reading your nutrition labels, then you are setting your child up for, you know, picky eating, <clears throat> loss of appetite, you know, um, them not having a palate to even want to try more healthy food. Yeah, they are desiring that all-white diet because you've already trained the palate. For sugar, mm. so I teach them how to change that, how to how to revert that back. In regards to the October sugar detox, um, do you send out mm -hmm. an early advance, like a an email, a flyer, just letting parents know heads up this is happening in October, to kind of prepare them for it? Well, actually, um, what I do is I go live um, on my Instagram and my Facebook platforms and Periscope. And then I, um, I promote for one full month. And the class actually starts in November. So I have to let them get through Halloween. Oh, I see, I see. <laughs> because no one, <laughs> yes, yes. So I promote in the month of October and let them know, I know you're going to fill your kid up on sugar. You know, it's, it's, that's just the tradition of the American way. That's how we do it. Um, so I'm not going to dampen, you know, I'm not going to put it, I mean, they want to get dressed up and, you know, it's tradition. I get it. You know, we, I mean, no, no, no one is, you know, straight street. No, no one is walking on that path. So I get it. You know, um, I know that parents are not just going to say, okay, you know, we're not going to have sugar because, you know, no, they're going to let their kid have fun. They're going to dress up. They're going to go trick or treating. You know, it's, it's tradition. It's what they do. It's a part of family fun. Right. Um, and I get it. Um, we go, we go trick or treating as well. And, um, but there is a limit. And so, um, there is a way, even on a day to day basis, you know, we don't have Halloween every day. We don't have Halloween every month. But if your child is having those issues on a daily basis, 
then yes, that's where you need to take this course and understand what you need to give your child in place of sugar. That's actually a message. That's a nutritional deficiency, and the body is asking for something. And if you don't know what it is, you will miss the message. Most definitely. Uh, and the reason I ask is because I'd like to know in advance so I can help promote it on, on this end of the, uh, of the country as well. Now, do you have a newsletter? No, I do not have a newsletter. I actually um, send out a breakfast calendar to my subscribers. And when they go to my website, um, there is a pop-up. And um, if they wanted to get the, um, even, even if they didn't go to my website, they could still get the calendar. Um, it's at bit.ly forward slash excellence in the business name and then a hyphen breakfast hyphen calendar. And the breakfast calendar is a 30-day um it's a 30-day, like, calendar that tells you different uh, breakfast options that you can have every day. Some of the days even invite you to take a class to learn something new from me. And so, um, but it gives you nutritional recipes, um, different, uh, you know, egg recipes, uh, pizza, tacos, um, different healthy recipes that you can use, and then also recipes that you can prep in advance, um, some that you can help. Um, you know, get the kids involved to help you as well. Awesome. Excellent. Now, how can my listeners find out more about the excellent breakfast company and you? <laughs> okay. So um, if they are on any of the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, we are there um, under the Instagram handle at Excellent Breakfast Co. They can find us there or um, if they hashtag breakfast mom on Instagram, they will find all of my posts and that'll route them right back to the Excellent Breakfast Company's page. Or my uh, website is excellentcompany.com. Excellentcompany.com. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. Yes. That's Perfect. Our, our website. Now, this has been really special. I so appreciate you for coming on the show. But before I let you go, I also noticed that uh, <laughs> you have a a Facebook page in regards to uh, chess, chess programs. Talk about that for about a minute. Actually, it's actually just a fan page for my son, Wesley, um, the one who has food allergies. Um, he loves chess. Uh, our nanny's husband actually introduced him to chess at a young age. I think he was like four or five, was he? Or maybe five, I think. And he introduced him to chess, and I think it took him about two weeks. And I have like uh, I think on there I also have the video of him first learning where all the pieces go, yes. and um, so that was Rennie like you know testing him. He came over, he picked him up from school one day, and he like knocked all the pieces down, and he you know had him put them all in the the correct place, and um, um, he he just you know gravitated toward it, and he he loved it, and he was like you know mom, do you know that. Uh, chess masters, they have their brain sizes different really? <laughs> than normal than other people. I was like, well, if you said so, Wesley, I will take you word for it. So yes. he is, he, he, he's quite, quite clever about his whole, you know, and, and I, I love, I really love, you know, that it makes him think, you know, and I always tell him, Wesley, think about what you're going to do before you do it. And so it helps him to strategize and think ahead before he actually does something. Yeah. So um, I, you know, I'm all for it. Um, when he, it's, it's really, that's the fan page. I don't have a chess team, but he does take, he does um, attend the chestnuts class um, camp at his school um, once a week. 
And um, in the summer, over the summer, he did take a chess, um, he did a chess summer program. And so he loves it. Amazing. He loves, he loves it. Yes, yes. And he, he <laughs> he's, he's always, you know, interested in, you know, learning different ways to play. And, you know, he wants to teach me. And I'm like, uh, Wesley, I don't think I'd be any good. Hey, you got to start sometime. <laughs> but he's, he's always open and ready. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Loena Rogers, on behalf of Body Scope of New York and Six Weeks of Fitness, I truly want to thank you for coming on my show. You are welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the support. I thank you for, you know, reaching out. And, I, um, you know, I'm, I'm just amazed, you know, that, you know, how the World Wide Web can connect us. You know what I mean? Yes. And it really helps us to expand our message. Um, it helps us to connect with more moms and more parents. And teaching, you know, teaching with them and sharing with them that the healthy living lifestyle is actually possible. Most definitely. And to my listeners, I truly hope this program was informative, encouraging, and inspiring, and that you will continue tuning in to our Six Weeks of Fitness podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for the show, please leave them on my Six Weeks of Fitness blog at www.sixweeksoffitness.com or email me at vince at sixweeks.com. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>